to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Big country, welcome in. There is so much to talk about today. So much football. Going to be probably 99% football heavy might get a little random in there. Sometimes that takes up a bigger percentage. But we'll cover all the reactions for um for um from the NFL Sunday, but also a wild Saturday. And stick around at the end. We're gonna talk about this Urban Meyer stuff because oh, I, yeah. I have to. I have I to mean, talk about it. As much as we're gonna talk about football on the field, it's not <clears> that's <throat> off the field. Sound as like well. I'm hosting with Patrick Mahomes today. Oh hey, yeah, uh, big win today against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with last night's game though. Uh I know that we kind of poked fun at it last week of like, this is all anybody was talking about, was Belichick versus Brady. It did. It lived up to the hype. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. It lived up to the hype. I enjoyed watching the game. And I also thought like the, the fans handled it well. Yeah. Brady handled it well. And the shock of the century, Bill Belichick, I thought, handled it well, too. On the field, like his interactions with Brady. Yeah. He was kind of smug in interviews, but when is he not? Oh, I mean, like you said, let's start with the fans because they did play it absolutely perfectly. When he comes running on the field for his full field run with the let's go into the end zone, everyone's screaming, Brady, Brady, everyone's excited. The game starts and he runs on the field and they just start booing him. Oh, my God, that's the best way to do it because Brady's like, man, they're – they're walking me back. This is great. I'm running on the field. All of a sudden, it's just like, whoa. This is what it's like to be on the opposite end of that. Here at home, where I played 20 years, I won six Super Bowls, and I'm getting booed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Honestly, I think it rattled them a little bit more than it kind of showed onto the field. I, and Bill I Belichick they, had a good defensive game plan for him. He really did. I think that with you know the, the fans in New England, Brady was like, okay, they're cheering for me. Yeah, this is home. great. And then they start booing, and it was like, oh, wait, what the hell? <laughs> no, I'm about to show you guys <laughs> what you let walk out the door. But it was cool, and I'm sure that he recognizes. You, you almost have to boo the quarterback in that situation. Yeah, and I do wonder how much, like, how emotional he was being there. Like, at certain, like mm-hmm. I don't know if he was maybe during the game, but clearly before because they had, s- like, the video for him and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the end of the game, like, after the final whistle, too? Uh, it felt like every New England Patriot yeah. walked up and was trying – and did dap up Brady. Mm-hmm. And he was about to – every member of the coaching staff, Belichick comes up, says quick good hug. game, quick little bye, see did you later, you see still the picture that off. they got? There's no. a picture. I mean, they got – it makes it look like they hugged for, like, seconds. And, yeah. I mean, it happened for, like, maybe half a second. That's why you can't believe what you see online. <laughs> I know. It was just like, damn, like, good good job on the photographer there. Yeah, had a little moment there with Mac Jones, who I think played outstanding last night. I'll be honest. He outplayed Tom Brady last night. I thought so, too. And you mentioned it a little bit. Um, Belichick, I thought, had a very good game plan. I know that the rain probably affected the over-under in this a little bit and the score. But, I mean, 19-17. to 17, yeah, that's I mean a very low scoring game in the NFL. So I did think it's just you know, we try to solve that whole 
equation of is it Belichick or is it Brady? Yeah. And just people realize it was both. Belichick's ability to scheme up a defense and be a head coach is outstanding, and we've probably never seen anything like it. Yeah, and Tom Brady's, Brady's ability to play clutch football and win, never seen anything like it. And to not turn the ball over either. Now, granted, he didn't have any touchdowns. He also didn't have any interceptions. Now, he did have a couple touchdowns that were dropped. I mean, we saw the one by Antonio Brown kind of towards the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, my quarter. gosh. Yeah. And it's like Antonio Brown catches that like, Almost 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. The and I drop say almost, and, but it was just like, man. And the one where he couldn't find the ball. Yeah. Those were two beautiful throw balls. By, and I beautiful like, balls by Tom Brady. He must be using mic'd up 20 on that Manscaped. Oh, he's got to be. <laughs> and then the, Beautiful balls. The What is it? The Reviser? No, not the Reviser. The Reviver. The Reviver. Mm-hmm. I know he's using that. Yep. He's been using it for a while. Yeah. It's part of his TB12 It package. probably wasn't even rain. It's just they're spritzing it <laughs> over yeah. the stadium. Revive your balls, boys. We need a little refresher. But I, I did think that Mac Jones played very well, too. And for a rookie, I, there's so many rookie quarterbacks that aren't playing well. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson had a little bit better of a day. Trevor Lawrence had a little bit better of a day Thursday. But I still think that Mac Jones, man, what he's able to do with his offense and, and can control it mm-hmm. and make adjustments. I probably missed on him just because I had him at QB5. Like I, he was one of those guys that I kind of came around to afterwards, but he's looking very good, and I think Patriot fans should be pretty excited about what they have there at quarterback. And let's also remember, they still really don't have a whole lot there on that oh, offensive side. no, and I was going to say, like, we also got to kind of realize the situation that Mac Jones fell into. And I think that's the hardest part for you and Matt when you guys do these rankings or, you know, player evaluations too is because – if a player lands in a great situation, they're going to be a lot better than maybe not necessarily what they were in college, but at the same time, that does happen too, where a guy lands into a good spot, he's asked to play to his strengths more than he is his weaknesses, and he succeeds at a very high level. And Mac Jones is doing just enough. Like I, It's nothing beautiful, right? We're not sitting here looking at like an absolute awe of Mac Jones. He's just taking care of business. And to go 31 of 40, with two touchdowns and an interception, I always look at this as like, hey, you went 32 for 40. Just one of your completions was to the other team. Like That's kind of <laughs> right. how I view interceptions. Like You only had eight balls hit the turf. In a very wet Exactly, game. yeah. So, and that was one thing that did kind of surprise me last night. Was for as hard as it was raining, these guys combined to throw the ball 83 times. It did seem like there towards the end of the game that the rain was starting to affect Mac Jones a little bit mm-hmm. on that last drive. I, I mean, agree. I even saw, I think there was a penalty or something, false start, and Mac Jones had the ball. He immediately goes to the towel yeah. and starts drying the ball off himself. And then it just, it looked like he was struggling with the grip a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to, to the Brady glove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or that, or just like you're gonna have to switch out your towels because if that towel's wet and you try oh, to dry yeah. your hand off, and that gets it even wetter, mm-hmm. even more wet, moist, wetter even. word. Why yeah. do people hate the word moist? What's wrong with moist? A lot of people do. I don't know. Moist. Maybe that's why. Maybe when you whisper it, I think we like it. It's a dirty word. It can be. Oh, you got experience? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Has you never? I don't think I've ever used that word. Hmm. I've heard it. I've heard it be used. <laughs> my boy, my boy. But let, I mean, and here's Moist another footballs. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to that. Moist balls. Here we are. Uh, another thing is like I feel like some people are going to look at this Patriots offense and go, "Oh, they had to kind of gimmick either way down the field." They were doing that with Tom Brady as well, like mm-hmm. the flea flickers, the receiver passes, the double pass behind the line of scrimmage, where you know you throw it to one receiver and then that receiver throws it to another on the opposite side of the field, and then they go. 
I mean, we've seen the Patriots do that with Tom Brady. We've seen him do it against the Chiefs in big moments in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. Like, they've always been the type of, like, okay, we need something to kind of get this offense going again. Let's do one of these plays. So I didn't think it was anything like, oh, we can't trust Mac Jones. So if anyone's saying that, you're completely wrong. Yeah, with Jacoby Myers, I saw his second pass attempt, and I even thought, like, is that a replay? What, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. You usually don't see that twice in a game. And it was a he's beautiful a pretty, throw. Yeah, yeah. He's got a pretty good arm. I saw somebody tweet that, uh, hey, Jacoby Myers, or sorry, yeah, Jacoby Myers, do you want to come make $20 million and be the Steelers quarterback? Because, <laughs> yeah, you, you might want one of those guys. I loved how Michael's being like, Jacoby Myers, he was a high school quarterback, and he completes the pass on the right side. And I was like, damn, all right, go ahead, Al. Get <laughs> yeah. into it, bub. This was he sees everybody 50th, praising Gus Johnson. His 50th anniversary last night. That was his 50th game he's called. 50? No, not 50th. 50 this, years. Yeah. 50 years? Mm-hmm. Is ridiculous. Yep, October third, I think like nineteen seventy something. He called a a really old game, of course, but it was like I think it was a Giants or a Steelers or something. It was like his that. first one. Mm-hmm. I was uh, neighbors with Al Michaels once. That's right. I yeah. say that, and people are like, "Wait, what the? Where you living, we bro?" We stayed in the same hotel, and we were neighbors. He had the room right next to me. Now I tell you, well, I came out of like the the room. And I heard that voice talking to somebody else in the hallway. It's like, who is that? Like, it's not Matt. It's not Connor. Who? Oh, my God, it's Al Michaels. <laughs> it's a cool little thing to like, just see him. But to uh-huh. recognize that voice and have that moment of, who is that? Like, I've heard who's this that? before. Who's that guy? Like, and then I go downstairs, and there's Matt, like, talking to Chris Collinsworth. It's like, oh, okay, we're in the same hotel as the NBC guys. So you talked to both of them? I didn't talk to Collinsworth. I mean, I'm almost more impressed with that than on Michaels. It, um, what, Did he slide in? Did you see him, like, you walk <laughs> right? in and he just slides out of the corner? Yeah, he hears Al talking and then he just slides in <laughs> from another uh, room or whatever. I've said this to you great. before, and I know we all give credit to Collinsworth. I wonder if that's an Al Michaels thing. Because Madden used to do it, too. I have no idea. I was unaware of it until, like, last year. Yeah, everyone's been making it a big deal. No, but, I guess it's probably been longer than that. But it is so smooth. Because, like, Al mm-hmm. Michaels gets his moment of, like, hey, it's only me and the camera. He deserves it, too. He does. He's 50 years of absolute excellence. I can't imagine he has many years left in him. No, because I mean, even last year he started taking some years off uh, for travel. Oh, yeah. But I think that yeah, was also that was due to COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do wonder how many years he wants to do it. I mean, he's still great at it. Yeah. I'm going to look how old he is. I mean, if he's already celebrating a 50th anniversary yeah. of calling of games. work. Yeah. you. Uh, I really like my job. He's I don't, 76. This dude started when he was 26 calling NFL games. Yeah, he's, a, he's very you good. guy. He is, though. But <laughs> he's shit. very good. Uh, a couple other things from last night, though, was Steve Belichick. I don't know what was going on with this dude. I don't know him well enough. I know he's Bill's son. But the faces that he was making on the sideline, I see that shit here in Joplin Mo because of the meth problem that we have. Yeah, we see it on the corner of 7th and Main every day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the whole licking... I, I don't even know if you can call it licking. Put it sticking his tongue out, <laughs> scrunching up his nose. I don't I don't know. I don't think that he was on anything. I think even you put out a tweet of like what drugs are he on? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was on drugs. He's just probably a weird dude. Do you think Bill was like that? You too? know what drug he's on? He's on the football drug. Yeah. Where he's just sitting like a fucking lot. Smelling salts. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get woken up. Gotta make yeah. a good play. Look at this defense go. Oh, I, I said Maybe that. he just likes the taste of rain. I helped design this. You know, every every kid 
You know, rain doesn't taste bad sometimes. It might be it, actually. Or it's like, you can't stand it up being on his lip. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. We probably need some questions answered. Do you think Belichick's... Belichick's looking at this like, Jesus, what is my son doing? Or he's like, I freaking love him. <laughs> like, that's my My boy. wife made me hire him. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of situation. Oh, it's like, like man, buddy the love football so much, he just can't control it. <laughs> just take him to work with you, babe. It'll be good. Fine, let's go. I guess you can come to work with me today. Don't do anything stupid, though. And then he does that bullshit on the sideline. <laughs> He's probably going to contact ABC and be like, stop going to my – like, mm-hmm. do not ever show him on camera. He's not going to be head coach. It's fine. I, uh, I don't know what will, his future will be. I bet he gets a, a head coaching job. Eventually. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, because he's on the defensive side of the ball, alone. correct? Yeah, like yeah. he'll work his way up. I think he's still pretty young, too. Uh, one of the key plays of the game – was the fourth and three where Belichick decided to kick the field goal. I was, I don't know if you were able to watch the end of the game last night, but while I was watching it, it really felt like I saw Belichick say, go for it. And then here comes the field goal team. And maybe it was just the way that the camera caught him. Maybe he was saying, don't need to go for it. But I I thought I saw him say, go for it. A 56-yard field goal in the rain. Mm -hmm. And like they said last night, with a guy whose plant leg was already hurt. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, you have to go for it on fourth and three or whatever, or try to question Bill Belichick and what he does. He knows that team. He knows the game of football better than anyone. But I did kind of question the going for it, it, or not going for it, kicking the field goal, 56-yarder in the rain, hurt kicker, when it felt like Mac Jones kind of had some things going. Yeah, and I feel like the last couple of drives, though, they were starting to struggle a little bit. Like, I felt like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense had kind of caught on to where they were going or where a lot of his first reads were, and they kept everything underneath away, which would allow the pass rush to get there, and he just wasn't seeing deep. Because I think there was at one point where he almost threw an interception um, to Jones, and he had a tight – I think I believe it was Hunter Henry. He had him wide open over the top, or at least from the camera angle that I saw it looked that way. You know, if you go back, I'm sure there might have been a safety over the top. But at least the way that it looked, instead of him just throwing the touchdown, he tries to th- throw across his body underneath, and it almost gets intercepted. It's kind of like one of those deals where if Belichick was like, eh, let's not try to risk this. And his kicker had the leg, even with, you know, the injury. Yeah. Like, he had the distance. He was perfect. I did fine. not think he was going to be able to kick it that He far. was just a foot. I mean, legitimately a foot. We talk about football being a game of inches. Sometimes it's in the air, too. Because yeah. you just get it over a little bit more, you win that game. And instead, like, that just might be the loudest doink I've ever heard, too. Mm-hmm. I've heard some loud doinks in my day. Have you? Mm-hmm. But that was a, yeah. a loud one. Definitely. But I I think they probably – obviously, this is hindsight. But even at the, at the time, I thought they should probably go for it. And most of that is also based off what I've seen with Tom Brady before. Yeah. 55 seconds left, I think it was. It would have been. Two timeouts. Like, honestly, that's probably too much time. For Tom Brady. That's why I thought, yeah, you probably go for it in this situation. But again, Belichick knows more than I do. I'm not trying to question him. Yeah. Because like, if he would have made it and they win, everybody would have been like, that's a great call. Oh, my God. Belichick just beat Tom Brady was Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. He's but, the reason for all the Super Like That would have been the storyline so quickly. Probably so. But it, it was a really good game. We have another really good game tonight that I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. In the AFC West, the Raiders... At Chargers, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw those comments from Derek Carr last week where he said that this was pretty much going to be a home game for the Raiders. 
And I, I don't even know if he, if this is him talking shit, or if this is just Derek Carr being like, you know, we have a lot of fans in LA. Yeah. Our fans are going to travel well from either Oakland or Las Vegas or all over California. I think that he's right. I I would not be surprised at all if we see more Raider fans show up for this game than we do Charger fans. The Chargers just, they've struggled to fill up that stadium. Well, I mean, the Raiders were in Los Angeles first, right? Were they the first NFL franchise to be there? I don't know if they were the first, but they definitely dominated it. It was either them or the Rams, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's what, three generations of football fans ago? Mm -hmm. And And now it's, hey, we're coming here to play? Right, and when they left L.A., when the Rams left L.A., I feel like a lot of those fans still were like, well, going to be a Raiders fan. Yeah. And I, well, I think that one of the most popular teams in that market is definitely the Raiders. It, uh, the Rams, I think, are starting to take some of those fans. But I think that there are a lot of Raider fans still right there in L.A. So I, I'm looking forward to see how many of them show up, how loud they are for the Chargers. And I, you know, we had the Broncos lose yesterday. This is a battle for first place in the AFC West. Not something that uh, I think either one of us would have predicted here to see the undefeated Raiders against the 2-1 and one Chargers. This is a huge game for playoffs, and uh, the Chargers are a three-point favorite in this one. And I saw them kick the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> but I have like a gut feeling I think the Raiders are going to win this game. Really? I don't know if I'm just jumping on a bandwagon too early. It's very hard to go 4-0. and They're one of the only remaining undefeated teams. But right now, I'm thinking I'm going to take the, the Raiders to win this one. I'm actually going to take the Chargers. I think this is the game where the Raiders just kind of like – They finally Raider? Pooped themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God, like this is a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against the Raiders. It's just the last couple games, yes, you picked up a big win against Baltimore to start the year in overtime. You beat Pittsburgh. We're now looking at Pittsburgh going, okay, big Ben – is pretty much done. He's done. And you were able to win that game. That was a good defense. Like, the offense took care of business. But then when you played Miami, you had to win that in overtime as well. And I think playing the Chargers, they started against Washington. That's a good defense. They started against the Cowboys. They lost by three to a game-winning field goal, which, hey, we're now seeing the Cowboys have a pretty decent defense. In Kansas City, well, that was just an offensive matchup because Kansas City's defense is absolutely atrocious. I know we're getting to that here in a little bit. But, like, I feel like the Chargers schedule has been a little bit tougher than the Raiders, and even with the Raiders going to Los Angeles, yeah, it is going to be a home game. But, man, like, Justin Herbert looks so good this year. Mike Williams is healthy. Keenan Allen is healthy. The defense is being, like, is okay. I I don't want to call them healthy because Kenneth Murray was injured this week in practice. Joey Bosa is dealing with the sprained ankle. Always. Derwin James left the Chiefs game with a shoulder injury and came back in a massive shoulder brace. So it's kind of one of those deals with can they stay healthy but I'm picking the Chargers this game. But at the same time, in me saying all of that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders just kind of keep on doing what they're doing yeah. because it's clearly working. They just can't be making the mistakes because I don't know if they'll be able to cover, will be able to overcome them this week. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs listed as questionable. Uh-huh. Who knows if he's going to play? Alec Engel, their fullback, also listed as questionable on that side. So it sucks to have your running game out like that. I don't know if the Raiders need it though. Yeah. They might just chuck the ball. I mean, Derek Carr's leading the league in passing yards. He has over 1,200 yards in three games. They might just target Darren Waller 50 times. Yeah, and I will say this Chargers secondary is good, though. And they hit freaking hard. Yeah. And they've got a little confidence 
coming off of yeah. a big win. Nasir Adderley, I remember watching him in the Senior Bowl, and people were like, hey, this is a guy to look out for the Chiefs. Fucking Chargers get him. <laughs> Kenneth right? Murray, hey, that's a linebacker the Chiefs should get. Fucking Chargers get him. Yeah. Joey Bosa, I mean, Derwin James, we know all about it, and then Asante Samuel Jr. Over the last, like, three years, I've been watching the Chargers draft and be like, shit. I mean, oh shit! everyone <laughs> in the AFC West but the Chiefs. Hey, let's take Juan Thornhill in the second round. Daniel Sorensen's going to start over him. Uh-huh. And, I know, know we'll get into that in a bit, but golly, it's been so aggravating. It has been. And even watching the Chiefs play yesterday, I know a lot of people were kind of – they're excited. Andy Reid gets 100 wins. Yeah. Uh, 200 in his career, 100 with the Eagles, whatever. I I know a lot of people are happy to see Patrick Mahomes throw for five touchdowns. I still watch that game and I'm just so worried about the defense mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. I mean, you let the Eagles score 30 on you. And I mean, they just they couldn't get them off the field. Yeah. So the offense, yeah, it's cool to see them put up 42 points. I think the Eagles are probably just a bad defense. And then to watch the Chiefs allow 30 points, uh, I think that there are a lot of people who are maybe not as worried about the Chiefs this year. And I I think they might be right. I mean, this does not look like the same football team after four weeks that I'm used to seeing as a Chiefs fan. It's it's cool to see Mahomes go out and ball out and see guys like Tyreek Hill go off for three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally, finally, but he got things going. Didn't have a turnover. Right. Yeah. But that defense is still going to be something to worry about for this entire season. Oh, I mean, it, I've burned, I've been burned too many times. I don't know if I can trust them. The Chiefs, the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go both sides here because there's gonna be that part of that's optimistic about the Chiefs here moving forward, but it's also the realistic part of hey, Jalen Hurts went for 387 yards on your ass. Right. This dude's not supposed to be a passer. And yep. he actually, I'll give credit where it's due. He looked fine throwing the football. He was dropping it, was it in windows, you know, with a with a corner underneath and a safety over the top line or a tight end running an out route. Puts it right on the money. There were some of those deep balls, too. yeah. And that one touchdown to Devonte Smith that got called back because he ran out of bounds yep. and they couldn't get in in time. I think that was a beautifully thrown ball. Like I think there that's were two a dumb defenders. Play, or, that's a dumb rule too. Yeah, I mean, even it even happened last night in the Patriots game where there could have been a forced fumble on the punt return, and it was like, well, he ran out of bounds for too long. What, do you want him to step out of bounds and come straight back in? Like, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defensive player kept him out, like, kept pushing him. Right. So I didn't understand that really. But in this game, I completely agree with it where, hey, we look at this defense, it's worrisome. I did notice, though, that Chris Jones was bouncing in and out more this week than he has previous weeks. Granted, we've been four weeks of the year. But at the same time, they're not getting any pressure at all unless they're blitzing. And when they do blitz, it's Ben Neiman that's usually there for the pressure. And I think that's why he's still on the field. So every single Chiefs fan, you get on Twitter and you just watch the tweets throughout the game and it's like, why is Ben Neiman on the field? Why can't Anthony Hitchens get to the ball? Why is there no pass rush? Why is Juan Thornhill not on the field? Well, because they trust Daniel Sorensen more and he's always near the ball. Like, that's something we just need to accept. This defense is what it is. We can't have fucking all-stars <laughs> everywhere. I mean, well, they, they look at the corners and they're like, man, Mike Hughes, DeAndre Baker. Well, this is DeAndre Baker's third game this year. Mike Hughes, we get traded for, like, nothing to get from the Vikings. I feel like he's been fine. I feel like DeAndre Baker's been fine, too. Honey Badger got his ass lit up this week. That's like, what I was going to say. Like, these stars that they do have on I know. defense, they're either Frank Clark is not playing – very, I've, I've been so done with Frank Clark since he was a Seahawk. 
<laughs> but I feel like you are also coming around to the Frank Clark. Like, like, we're paying you twenty shit. million dollars to not fucking play. Everybody talks shit on D four, and then Frank Clark comes around, and has a, a good postseason run. Uh, mind you, he's a piece of shit, and now he's not even playing either. Yeah. It's it's a tough scene for their defense. It's just aggravating. And like when we look at the linebackers, like Nick Bolton, everyone's like, oh, man, they're just targeting him. They're targeting him. And I said it last week after the game. I was like, of course they are. The dude's a rookie. Like He hasn't seen that much in the NFL, and this game's fast. I feel like he's been fine. Has he been excellent? Absolutely not. If he would be, we'd all be shitting our pants like, man, look at what Brett Veach did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, let's give a second-round rookie an opportunity to kind of get this going. And Willie Gay's not even on the field. I would like to see him be a huge difference because we could have saw it last or yesterday on uh, Sunday, the game against the Eagles here, because I feel like he would have been able to get to the flats a lot sooner than these other linebackers. I'm looking at you, Anthony Hitchens. I don't care if you lost weight. You're still slow as shit. That's fine. It's okay. I'm another slow guy myself. So, like, no hard feelings, no disrespect. You see the play. You know where to be. You just can't get there quick enough, and that's fine. In Willie Gay, I swear, Mello, if this dude comes back his first game – and he's just a, like a tad bit slow or is just not there, and fans start going like, oh, Willie Gay, this dude sucks. I'm going to lose it. I do. Like, we just we got to be I do patient. remember trying to warn you about the Chiefs fan base Well, I just a couple of years ago. I feel like I always found the optimists. Like, I found the other people mm-hmm. that were excited, like, hey, just go down. everything's going right, that's all anybody Everyone's is. super happy. As soon as you get a little bit of adversity – Everybody starts jumping off the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, I know you've seen it. People have already said, like, Brett Veach should be fired. Andy Reid should be fired. Just shut what up. What was the, the Facebook post that I saw? Like, uh, Andy Reid should be cut or something like that? I don't Andy remember. Andy Reid should be fired. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire should be cut. And Brett Veach should never work in the NFL again. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. And it's like, hey, how about we look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here? This dude's been fine running the football the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Did he have a fumble? Yeah. Did he have a fumble that lost the game? Absolutely. Do you know who else did that? And we just love him to this day. He's also award number twenty five. That's Jamal Charles. A lot of fumbles. That dude had a ton of fumbles. I don't. But I like don't know if you caught this one. Oh. But with the Ravens game, they are were like three yards away from setting tying a record of like forty three straight games with one hundred yards rushing. Yes. And instead of taking the knee on the last play, they ran a play, and the Broncos defense, not their defense, the Broncos sideline mm-hmm. is like irate about it. They're dropping f bombs. The coach is throwing the the headset and everything. I'm about it. I love that part of Harbaugh. Like even the preseason, going undefeated in the preseason. Like not only does he know about the record, he's keeping it in mind. And like yeah. we're gonna win this game. And with the 100 yard rushing, I like it. I would do this shit. I matter of fact, I do it. If I'm playing NCAA football, if I'm playing Madden, <laughs> I know what the record is. I know how many yards I need. I hate I'm taking in the advantage. Ball. Of. Victory formation. It's cool to watch it in real life. Not Madden. Yeah. Not anything else. So I was like, why do it? And for them to be aware of it, like you said, and then to actually go get the record and get it on that play, mm-hmm. if you're the Broncos, stop it. You didn't yeah. all day. And it's not like, I mean, it was a close game. I mean, they were yeah. in victory formation. Like, you're really, you're going to be upset about somebody not going in victory formation. Like, stop. Just stop. Get out of here, Vic Fangio. That's like, that's such a defensive coordinator mindset, too. Like, you already beat us. Why do you got to keep rubbing it in? It's fine. <laughs> It's lucky they didn't just keep pounding it down their throat. Like, I call a timeout and see what the next play <laughs> yeah. happens. Like, they were not satisfied with 100 yards. We're trying to get uh, 120 or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And they did get it, right, by three yards or so? Yeah, they did get the record. Yeah. And uh, they'll go next week to try to break the record. So they tied it this weekend. They'll love seeing Vic Fangio just be completely irate. Yeah, and I, I mean, we found out a little bit more about the Broncos. We said that was a game that we'd be watching. 
that's what happens when you play a good team. Yep. All right, let's pivot away from the NFL because I feel like we could stay there for forever if we wanted to. Uh, let's mention our great sponsors too. The Gunspot. Go visit them at gunspot.com. Check them out for all your gun and ammo needs, plus their live no-reserve auctions. I feel like I almost need another gun in my life. Well, you I got two on each arm right now. Exactly. License to kill. Um I just get I spook myself during October. Really, I listen to a lot of like true crime. It tr- I like being scared. It is a fun thing about me. But then I also can't sleep at night because I'm like, what if there's an intruder? See, that's what separates us. Is I don't like being scared, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I still don't sleep well at night because I'm scared someone's going to break in. I think I would so sleep better like- if I did have another gun. I have a shotgun, but as Mike Winkle from Gunspot has told me before. If I don't keep it loaded, then what's it really there for? It's a good point. Because I'm not fast enough to jump up out of bed <laughs> and be like, oh, is there an intruder? Cool. Let me uh, find my shotgun shells and load this thing. Yep. It's really, it's just there for the sound. Oh, the ch I hope that just terrifies somebody. <laughs> and if not, hope you can catch because I'm throwing it at you. <laughs> <laughs> Spear. <laughs> but you can get all your gun and ammo needs, like I said, at gunspot.com. Definitely go check them out. Yep. And then next up, hey, the weather is getting a little cooler. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful time of year, October. Like we've heard before, the best month of the year. I have heard of October uh, before. <laughs> it's, hey, the best month of the year. That's what I'm trying to just you say. You were in here. denial about that. I was, but like here we are, October 4th, and it's been a pretty good month so far. So also need to up, update the wardrobe. We can do that at minersandmonroe.com. There's a local store here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. If you're not local, don't worry. Visit them at minersandmonroe.com and then use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. I saw on their Instagram yesterday, and you should definitely be following them on Instagram too, uh, that they had flannels for sale mm-hmm. for $16. I somehow must have missed that. I know. I need to go check it out. I saw it, and I thought, whoa, I need to go to that website right now. But I was I was writing while I was surfing Instagram, and I forgot to. So now I need to go, definitely. Well, my phone's on my desk, so uh, after this next segment, I'm rushing over there. Yeah, minersandmonroe.com. As I said, though, we are going to get into some college football, too. I thought this was a fantastic college football weekend. I knew that there were going to be a lot of good games. I don't know that a lot of them lived up to the hype that we wanted them to. In terms of being close games, yeah. <laughs> right, but I think we figured out a lot about these teams. And the first game, and how about this one? I was wrong again on where Arkansas plays. Georgia hosting Arkansas in Athens, Georgia. I thought it would be close. We we talked about our picks. I thought Arkansas would cover that spread. 16 and a half points is what it was. Mm-hmm. I even got in on it early at like 18 and a half or something like that. And it looks like a stupid bet now. Yeah. Like to f- even think that Arkansas could compete with Georgia looks dumb. But we did find out a lot about this Georgia defense. And I even have questioned before – if Georgia deserved to be in the same tier with a team like Alabama, I don't know if they deserve to be in the same tier with Alabama, but they definitely look like the only team that can compete with yeah. Alabama. And that defense, I had somebody ask me for the state of college football about where it ranks historically, and it's so damn good. They're giving up four points a game through five games. It's stupid. They have played two SEC opponents. I know one of them was Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. But they still play in the SEC. And the other was a number eight ranked Arkansas team that just kicked the shit out of Texas and Texas A&M. 
and they held them scoreless. They are outscoring their SEC opponents 99 to nothing. So, and this is with their backup quarterback, too. Yeah. Like, JT Daniels didn't even play in this game, uh, and they were still able to move the ball, and, and shutting out Arkansas was so impressive. I mean, it was. And the thing with Arkansas, as much as we praised uh, Arkansas for being like a home field advantage and like making a difference and how they're the real 12th man, we got to give respect here to Georgia. Their fans won them that game in the first like five plays of it. So for Arkansas to start the game with a false start, mm-hmm. another false start, and then next thing you know, they're punting out of their own end zone. Yep. It was just one of those deals where Arkansas lost the game immediately and they just couldn't overcome oh, it. Like, I, they were legitimately, and I mean legitimately intimidated by that home field of Georgia, like their fan base. They had 100% capacity in oh, attendance rate. Probably overflow. 92,746 is what's listed. Yep. That is insane. You had almost, you probably did have 100,000 people in the stadium and they were loud. Yeah, especially when you start filling that standing room only. Mm-hmm. Hey, that That's a great stadium, too. I would love to get there to watch a game. I have not yet, but it's definitely one that's up there for me. And that defense, I, I was looking at their depth chart. I was, like, going through counting guys like, oh, okay, he's an NFL player. He's an NFL player. That defensive line might be one of the best I've seen. And, like, I, I remember the Clemson defensive line that came through a couple years ago. I remember even some of these historic Alabama teams, LSU. What they're doing on that defensive line at Georgia is incredible. I mean, Arkansas, again, Arkansas is a good team. I know they yeah. got their ass kicked. They are still a good team in the SEC. I really believe that. And they can run the ball. Uh, K.J. Jefferson is just a beast and hard to bring down. But they, they stopped him. Uh, held him to 75 rushing yards, 2.6 yards per carry. Georgia does look legit. And I'm kind of almost walking back some of the tweets that I did have about Alabama uh, the gap being bigger than it ever has. I am looking forward to it, though. I hope Georgia runs the table for the rest of the year. I want to see Alabama and Georgia in the conference championship game. Oh, and I, I think it's almost a guarantee at this point. And it's always gonna—it's always in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where it just always is? They don't move it around, right? So I mean, that's a home field advantage for Georgia, right there. But at the same time, Georgia being able to run the ball as well and efficiently as they did—they had four running backs with double-digit carries. And every single one of them was nearly over 50 yards. The only one that didn't was Kendall Milton at 48 yards. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he's the young guy of the crew. Yeah, and I mean, too. he came and in. And he was probably running game. behind like a second or third string offensive line. He was. Line. It was the end of the game because I kept watching this, just waiting for Arkansas to finally get something going. Not that they were going to come back, mm-hmm. but hey, let's maybe see some life here. And they just were never able to get it going. And I know how you mentioned Georgia was playing with their backup quarterback, uh, Stetson Benton, or Bennett, excuse me. Dude didn't even need to throw the ball. He only had like 11 attempts, 72 yep. yards. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is at this point if they can run the ball this well. Yeah, and the offensive think, line looks just as good. Yep, they're deep too. I think looking at their schedule for Georgia and who they have, uh, they'll travel to Auburn, which is going to be a tough game. Auburn has looked pretty good. Then they host Kentucky. They're a top 20 ranked team. Then they get Florida. So these next three games are going to be very tough. And then you end the year with the bad teams, Missouri, yeah. Tennessee, some school I don't know, Georgia Tech. They should beat those teams. <laughs> but these next three weeks probably going to be their toughest. Especially, uh, you, know. like you said, Auburn's next, who just got a mm-hmm. big win against LSU at LSU. And 
I mean, the pictures and just the reactions from that fan base was hysterical over the weekend. I don't know if you got to see all those. Uh, no, but what I did see is more people jumping on the bandwagon that I do believe I started in that Coach O is overrated. Hey, let's get into that. And State of college football. be yep. fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do. Um, I've been saying it for maybe before the national title game. that They won that Coach O is overrated. And yeah. that he – I mean, you could put almost anybody in that position – and they could recruit at LSU. In fact, they've had three coaches recently win a national title at LSU. That program recruits itself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what everybody wants. That's what the Alabamas want, Texas wants. But guess what? When Nick Saban leaves, Alabama still probably going to struggle to recruit. They're going to have a drop-off. LSU doesn't. And I think that might be the only college football program that can say that is LSU. But, I mean, with Coach O, he is 8-7. and seven. Since they won the national title, eight and seven, just floating right above five hundred. But this is still a guy that's you know floated out there of like being a good recruiter, which he is. But again, I think LSU kind of recruits for itself. And I even saw Bruce Feldman this morning tweeting about it, and he released an article saying Coach O should be on the hot seat. Hello, thank you, welcome, Bruce. <laughs> uh, I do. I think that you could go after like you look at some of the top coaching candidates in college football right now. USC already has the job opening. Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Yep. Everybody said, oh, he won't fit on the West Coast. He sure as fuck would in LSU. Take him down to Baton Rouge. Yeah, he'll be able to recruit, and he's a great coach. I would honestly want that LSU job over the USC job. Oh, hell yeah. I wouldn't even think about it. No. I know that the weather is beautiful in Southern California. I'm taking the LSU job. Maybe I say that because I've never been to California, let alone Los Angeles. I've been to Louisiana at Baton Rouge, and it was fucking awesome. It's hot as hell down there. Boy, but is it. Some delicious food. Some pretty girls. Tailgating. There's fucking alligators. You never know when you're going to run into one of those. Goddamn tiger down there just strolling campus. A legitimate one, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm pissing myself I didn't go look at it. It was <laughs> packed, but like, I freaking love tigers, man. Big cats. Take me to the zoo. I'll stare at cats all day. Yeah. So excited I can't even talk right now. Mm-mm, just thinking about cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am, uh, I'm glad to see other people joining in on the LSU. And I, credit sh- needs to be given where it's due, and that is to you. Oh, look at me dropping some rhymes. Mm. At least sound like it in my head. But he's a poet and didn't know it. Oh, you've never heard that before? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> God, you didn't have a childhood. I didn't. My mom kept it from me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you've never heard that. A poet, poet and didn't know didn't it. Know it. Damn. Now you're going to be using that. It's like 50 uh, years old. It's like first time I hear a joke. I go home and tell my parents, and they're like, yeah, I heard yep. it when I was your age. I'm like, thanks. Take, thanks for taking the fun out of it, Ma. But, man, why am I dissing my mom here? Love you, Ma. But, anywho, here we go. You were right. You've been on this thing with Coach O for a while. I remember when you said it uh, a while back, and I was like, dude, like they're getting ready to win a national title. Like, Let's take it easy. Yeah. And you're just like, it doesn't matter. He's not doing anything different to help this team win. It's all Joe Brady in the offense. And sure enough, you're right. We're looking again, at it now. He had Joe Brady and wouldn't even name him the coordinator. It's because he scared. He almost lost Joe Brady because he wouldn't name him the coordinator. And then he was like, oh, it'll be okay. We'll, we'll call you the passing game coordinator. The co-offensive coordinator. Like, he almost fucked up that situation. Why? I don't too. even understand. Is was is it legitimately because he was scared? He's like, oh, if I give this guy the OC and the offense is good, he's going to take my job? No, I, it was uh, he had another guy there that he liked. He wanted him to have the OC title and wanted him to get paid. They were friends. 
Well, he stupid. also uh, hired a defensive coordinator that was absolute trash. So I don't even think you can look at some of these coordinators and be like, oh, he does such a great job there. So No, he does not. So back to this opening, if it does become available for LSU, if Coach O does eventually get – possibly gets fired at the end of this year, if they have another losing season or if they have a losing season, is it Luke Fickle or is it Matt Campbell in your mind? Uh, well, or is there another one – is there somebody else that I think with LSU, they could have the choice of whoever they wanted. I mean that. Like, you can go to almost any program and say, we want your coach, and they would go to LSU. Now, you probably wouldn't be able to get Nick Saban or Jimbo Fisher, mainly just because Fisher signed a huge mm -hmm. contract yeah. extension. You're probably That's not sarcasm, because that dude sucks, and Texas A&M <laughs> made a massive mistake. Right. You're probably not getting Sarkeesian at Texas. He probably likes what he's doing. You're not getting Lincoln Riley yeah. at Oklahoma. But, I mean, almost any other program you want. Any other hot coach, you can go grab him. You could probably maybe even steal some guys away from the LSU ranks or the NFL ranks. Excuse me. You really think so? Like I, I've said it before. I would call Joe Brady. I think that he's an NFL guy, and he purposefully wanted that offensive coordinator job with the Panthers. But I would call him and say, hey, we might be looking at some Would things. you want a Mario Cristobal? Uh, I think he would leave Oregon. I don't know if I would want him, but I think yeah. he would leave Oregon for LSU. He might be stupid. I'm just thinking like these top-level coaches right now that are in sitting in the Pac-12 going like, well, wouldn't mind going to the SEC. He's going to get a ton of money. Yeah. And like you said earlier, I mean, we're all looking at that USC job. Like, oh, my God, I would take it. I would take it. If the LSU job opens up, it's not, I don't even think it's a question for a lot of these guys <laughs> yeah. that you would take it. I don't care if you are a West Coast guy or if you're from – USC went to school there. You would probably still look at LSU and say, nah, I think I'll go there. Do you think you would? it would be easier – here, this is going to kind of come off weird, but would it be easier to not necessarily rebuild but win at LSU? Because at USC, the reason I say this is because you're pretty much yeah. going to have to get everything rolling again for USC. Like, yes, there's some talent there, but like when you look at LSU, I feel like we can all agree it's significantly better. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I think it's like a retooling at LSU. So it would be almost easy – Again, I don't want to say easier, but at the same time, would it be easier to win at LSU than USC? And Probably. it's a better program. Like, I don't want to – I'm trying to say this without being dis disrespectful to USC because I know they're a top-tier program mm -hmm. and there's well, a lot of respect Well, I think you can recruit there. easier at LSU. Okay. And when you look at – I mean, look at the recruiting map of where all these guys are coming from. Texas, Louisiana, Florida, mm -hmm. Georgia. Yep. And, yeah, like California. But guess what? People are going into California and recruiting. Bryce Young at Alabama is from California. DJ Uyunglele at Clemson is from California. So it's not like, you I mean, know. Fucking Tua was Hawaii. In Texas, they used to always <laughs> talk about building a wall around the state. You don't want guys out of the state. There's no wall in California. Yeah. They are just freely leaving. They're going across the country. They're going to big programs. So you can get that at LSU. I think one of the big problems for LSU, and if they do hire a new coach, which I do think they should, so you have to play Alabama. <laughs> and Alabama, uh, a lot of us were looking at that game of them playing Ole Miss and like, okay, let's see what Ole Miss has. They have nothing. Get they your popcorn nothing. ready. That's what I heard. <laughs> and go home and eat it because you got your ass whipped. What did you think of that? With the statement of like, get your popcorn like ready? the pregame interview. I thought it was cool. Like, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of on board with that one. Yeah. Like, you have to go in and I mean, have a little bit of confidence. I'm, I'm 0 for 2 on getting hyped up from coaches in the pregame. <laughs> Coach O at UCLA and your sissy blue. Yeah. And this and like, get your popcorn ready. Uh huh. Woo! <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, so maybe you should just start relaying that to people. And be like, hey, I got excited. They're about to get their ass. <laughs> yeah. Even the score, 42 to 21, 
the game was never that close. Mm -mm. Alabama jumped up to a huge lead. And I think that we can thank Lane Kiffin for having a good relationship with Nick Saban that he took his foot off the gas. I'm going to like, I'm going to do you a favor here. We're going to let you keep it close. I don't want to bury you alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could kill you. I could ruin your coaching career, but I'm going to let you come back. Do you think he really could have? Uh, I think they could have put easily 60 points on him. Wow. Easily. They did not, like, even looking at the box score. I say that. Yeah, they scored 28 points in the first half. And they stopped throwing. They're just like, we're going to run the ball. You gave your running back 36 carries. And he went off for four touchdowns. But, you know, you didn't let Bryce Young even really have a big performance. He went 20 of 26. I think they kind of kept it a little bit conservative. And I maybe. Only let you lose by half. Like, it's whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you jump out to a huge lead. It was 28 to nothing at halftime. You kind of take your foot off the, the gas a little bit. I do. I think Nick Saban did. I think he knew the game was over. He had it in hand. They didn't have to do anything. And on the other side of the ball with Lane Kiffin, I know a lot of people are kind of giving him his flowers right now. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked very conservative with their offensive play calls. So I don't I don't know if it was Lane Kiffin or if it was Matt Corral, the quarterback. I was going to say. What they did, were not taking shots down the field at and, all. And he was 20, 21 for 29 on box score reading here, but like. 213 yards and a touchdown, and I think that touch, he had a rushing touchdown there at the, pretty much at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Kind of seemed like one of those drives that was just given to him, like you mentioned. But is this one of those games? I feel like now he's out of the Heisman conversation because this could have been his Heisman moment, right? Right. Or is it one of those deals where he's like, well, actually, he only had eight incompletions, threw for over 200 yards, and had two total touchdowns. Still a decent game against Alabama, but yep. does that take away maybe that Heisman moment that we you know we were possibly looking for this he, week? From he definitely him? could have had his Heisman moment this Saturday, but he didn't. And I think what hurts him most is not that he like played poorly. I think you could look at this game and say, okay, well you played Alabama, mm-hmm. you're not going to put up big numbers. But on the other side of the field, Bryce Young did play pretty well. Yeah, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Probably could have had a lot more if he wanted them, or if Nick Saban would have allowed him to. It looks like it's his award to win, and I just don't know that he's going to give it up. I don't know that he's going to play poorly throughout this year and give it up. We're just kind of waiting for him to almost have a Heisman moment. Yeah. But you know, even with some of the guys last year for Alabama, it's Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith. I don't know that any of them really ever had their big like Heisman moment until very late in the season. So I mean, maybe we'll get that. With Alabama and some of their upcoming opponents, and I mean their schedule just seems so easy coming up. And I'm glad you went there because I'm looking at their schedule right now. Like next week they go to Texas A&M, they go to Mississippi State, then Tennessee, LSU, New Mexico State. What the fuck? They're playing <laughs> what? They'll sneak in an easy one there, the <laughs> and then Arkansas, Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's usually right before they play Auburn. They'll play nobody or they'll have a bye. But uh, so, I mean, they have a couple tough games there at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Young gets like his Heisman moment against an LSU. Yeah, that'll be a nationally televised game. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that's I think a seven 30. touchdowns that game. I just feel it. Seven, seven, seven. seven's a lot. That's a if he has seven moment. touchdowns against that defense. Just give him the trophy. Well, I mean, they're holding him back right now. <laughs> right. We're gonna give a running back thirty-six carries. Bryce Young's like, okay, you did your job in the first quarter. Thanks so much. Thanks. See you we'll next go week. chew clock now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, he'll have his moment. I don't know when it will be. And honestly, I don't know if there's anybody else legitimately in the running for the Heisman Trophy. Not even like, old Bijan Robinson. I was gonna say if Alabama just does like that. mess up, I do think that Bijan Robinson from Texas, and maybe this is us being homers. 
I do think he deserves a trip to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Yeah. Hey, and uh, we haven't even said it yet. So you week, bub. Oh, I'm I'm aware. I actually welcome. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been. I feel like people know that I'm a Texas fan because I'm doing a lot of radio and podcast hits this week. It's like, hey, go. can we get you for this day? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I am. I'm very excited about that game. We'll preview it later in the week too. But I I think Bijan Robinson is one of my favorite Texas players I've ever watched, and I've been watching since early Ricky Williams, and one of the best running backs that I've ever seen. At Texas, too. I'm not like going to be stupid and put him ahead of Bryce Young for the Heisman yet. Yeah. But uh, we, we'll see what happens on Saturday. If he has a big game, which I, I hope that he does. And let's all remember, uh, if you're a Texas fan or an OU fan, we're getting together and we're all chanting, we want Caleb. Let's make that happen this Saturday. I already spoke another thing into existence let's go. this Excited Saturday. Uh, Michigan completely took the idea that I came up with and made jump around their own thing. You had players out on the field. They were waving the towels. I don't even – did Wisconsin keep doing it? Because after you see the Michigan <laughs> sideline going absolute berserk, you almost have to shut it down and be like, fuck you guys, we're taking I, our song and we're going home. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those deals where you just watch everything slowly stop across the crowd for Wisconsin, mm -hmm. where it's a uh, jump around, yeah, yeah. Wait, what the fuck? No, yeah. stop. Why is Michigan? What are you? Why are they what jumping? are you doing? Stop. You guys it. don't jump, we jump. That's enough <laughs> jumping. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those situations and you're right. Michigan completely as quickly as this tradition started it, they ended it Saturday. And I I think other teams might look at it and be like, "You know what? We're going to do it too." <laughs> yeah. It like for a tradition to be cool, like the whiteout at Penn State, jump around at Wisconsin are two that we've been talking about. They're only cool if they work. Yeah. And those are two situations where it's like, it's cool, but who wasn't it even Lee Corso that was like, you guys are six and six when you do the whiteout. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah. He was right. And would jump around. Like, if your team's playing bad, like, you keep getting your ass kicked. Can't be I'm doing sorry. That. And now you're, I do think other teams are going to join in and they're going to be jumping around on the sideline too. And I'm sorry to our Wisconsin fans and listeners. I kind of started it. Still love Madison, Wisconsin, but I think that we've probably ended jump around. I, I, I think that it's it's lost a lot of its luster. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I, and I apologize because I like Wisconsin. Please don't hate me. So there's a lot of people that kind of look for individuals to be traditional starters. You are a, a traditional ender. Most yeah. people might call you a nightmare. Yeah, I'm a homewrecker. Oh, shit. <laughs> The traditions are the trailer park. I am the tornado. You know what? Another one that pissed me off this weekend. <laughs> That's <a> much better. <laughs> is the uh, obviously Texas fans watching that game this weekend uh, play TCU? I thought TCU played pretty well. But one thing that is so annoying, but at the same time, it's hysterical as a Texas fan is to watch. They have like a cool hand signal that they do. No one was doing it. It's all horns down. Are you it, talking about TCU? Oh, TCU. Yeah, TCU okay. has the cool little horned frog thing that they yeah. do. And then Texas has, obviously, hook them horns. Yep. No one was putting up, like, their horned frogs. No one. It's all horns down. Yeah, they're all it's, horny toads. They don't. <laughs> it's almost sad that what is happening, that you're not even cheering on your own team. And I know everybody does the horns down, and I'm going to come across as like a, oh, I hate it. Let me spin zone it for you. I don't care about horns down. 
doesn't bother me. I think it's hysterical that you would rather throw horns down than your own team's little cool tradition that they have. 100%. Or the fact that I'm seeing all these people and like they'll make their sign or a t-shirt or they even have it painted on their body is the horns upside down. Like the actual Longhorn logo upside down. I had a coach in high school who was a big OU fan. And in his classroom, he had the horns painted on like a board and it was upside down. And I said, Coach, where did you buy that? And he said, no, my wife made it for me. I was like, what? Uh, how? How'd she make it? She had to buy Texas logos and then turn them upside down and paint them. Like, is that what we're doing? Are we buying Texas gear? I mean, yeah, at that point, Texas <laughs> like, is like. Thanks for the money. Exactly. Thanks. You're still buying our fucking merchandise. <laughs> no no matter what way you're always one of the highest rated. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even their haters are buying it. Right? So, I mean, like, thank, thank you, I, I guess. Thanks for the hate and the money. <laughs> right. You the best. Uh, yeah. And another game that I do want to talk about before we move on to Urban Meyer is the Cincinnati and Notre Dame game. Uh, Cincinnati came into this game as a favorite, but I still think a lot of people looked at them as um, a group of five school that didn't belong in the conversation. They have definitely planted themselves in the conversation now, even with Cincinnati and Ritter coming out. Struggled a little bit early on, but I feel like he really got things going in the second half, and Cincinnati really got things going uh, maybe not even the second. I think it was maybe the second quarter they started to take off on offense. But I mean, yeah, really they put, put up it, seventeen in the second quarter. Yeah, put it out of hand. Win twenty four to thirteen on the road at Notre Dame. That is a tough place yeah. to play, and for them to come in and play the way that they did, I think that they are a top four team. I think if the college football playoff committee got together and put out their rankings today, they would be stupid to not have Cincinnati in there. I know that I looked at the AP poll. The AP has them at, like, number five. But uh, don't get too upset if you're a Bearcat fan because Penn State and Iowa play each other this weekend. One of them will get knocked out. Yeah, and that's four and five, correct? Iowa yep. four, Penn State five? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no excuse after this weekend to leave them out of the top four. Unless you for have some reason it. they lose. But at the same time, like, looking at Cincinnati, I mean, you said it perfectly. Spencer – or, excuse me, I almost went Spencer Rattler. Let's not even talk about that piece of crap. Uh, Desmond Riddler uh, – he struggled early on. Then he just got comfortable. And I said Riddler. My word. You keep calling him Desmond Riddler. I am, and I. I don't know. I just add, like, letters. letters. <laughs> I add words. I add words to names. I add letters to names that aren't freaking there. And people are like, that's hey, not my name. Yes, it is. That's what I maybe say. Maybe it's a cool nickname. Maybe you just turn it into something. I did. A traditional starter here. Watch you end it real quick. Desmond Ritter, though. Gosh, I promise I know who I'm talking about. He did look good, though, once you know he got you're comfortable. You just can't read. <laughs> Went to a small school. I also can't see shit. My font's too damn small on my computer. I'm, like, zooming in on everything. He did get comfortable, and he looked good. I thought the whole team did look good. And that's why I've always pounded the table for them to be in the college football playoff. It's This isn't just some little cute team that's like, okay, give them a chance because they're kicking the shit out of a weak conference. They had so many guys return to this team that, like in the secondary that should have left to be in the NFL. Sanders, their pass rusher, should have left to be in the NFL, but they all decided to come back. Even Ritter, their quarterback, mm -hmm. decided to come back. So I, this is a very good football team that just so happens to play in one of the group of five conferences. But they definitely deserve their spot. Like, I'm not pounding the table for Coastal Carolina to be in the playoff. 
I know that they're undefeated. I'm not talking about BYU. They're undefeated. They don't deserve a spot. They're not good. Yep. But Cincinnati is a good football team who definitely deserves their spot in the college football playoff. Real quick before we go to our next break, what are your thoughts on Notre Dame right now? Like, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, they threw two interceptions this on Saturday, which really just killed their drives because it looked like they kind of were getting things going. And it's mm-hmm. like, boom, turnover. So props to Cincinnati, again, like you mentioned. But at the same time, we're looking at Notre Dame. Like This is one of those teams where I feel like the talent is always just loaded across the board for these guys except yeah. for the quarterback position. Always. And now it's just killing them the most. Yeah, and they'll get some highly recruited guys too. What I think his name's Pine. Mm-hmm. I would maybe like to see him a little bit more. I, Jack Cohn, is, he was never going to be the guy. Yeah, he's a transfer from what was it, Wisconsin? You couldn't beat Graham Mertz. At Wisconsin. Who, so, that guy tell you just, a lot. I feel like he's lost his job. Uh, yeah, and he went down with an injury, got absolutely annihilated by a Michigan <laughs> safety. And with Notre Dame, I maybe turn to one of these young guys. It's not like so much that like the season's over, but maybe turn to the, one of them and see what you have because maybe if they're getting first team reps, maybe you can find something there to be really good. And I I don't know who their schedule is coming up, but they do. They have a lot of talent at running back on the offensive line. Their defense is really good. It just seems like eh, it's kind of the quarterback that is maybe holding them back. And uh, he's going to be a one-and-done player, so maybe turn to some of these young guys. You have Virginia Tech next. Yikes, yeah. it's at Virginia Tech. You yeah, don't it's like a night play game. Them. And then you have USC, North Carolina. Those you better are, get your shit figured out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jack Cohn's good enough to beat those couple of teams. But uh, – I mean, I that, at Virginia Tech at night, like that atmosphere alone. That's probably too much to be bringing in a new quarterback. I'd maybe <laughs> yeah. save it for USC. But I, I would try to get them. You're already playing them is why I say get them more reps. Mm-hmm. You're already bringing them in. You might as well take a solid look at them and see what they have and see if they can be better than what Jack Cohn is with you know a similar amount of reps in practice. Right, let's take a little bit of a break and get into some of these sponsored ad reads. Club 609 home of the best happy hour in the world. I spent so much time there last week. They're probably getting sick of me in that place, but definitely go check them out for their great happy hour, two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours. And sometimes when you read two-for-one, they're going to bring you one drink and it's half off. That is not the case at Club 609. Uh, We were in there, like I said, last week. A lot of our buddies frequent that establishment as well. And their happy hours, two-for-ones. I saw a guy order a shot. And then they didn't bring him two shots, but they took another one later. So it's like, I want my first half now. Mm-hmm. I want the back one later. I've been going to that place for like six years, and I never thought about doing that. Oh, yeah. Our buddy that visits us, or like I should say visit us, hangs out. Not every Thursday like we normally do, but when he goes, that's what he does. And I'm just like, man, you're pounding these shots. He's like, yeah, it's cheaper. Oh, my yeah, sure it's on, it is. Their shots are on happy hour. Less liquid, too. More drunk. That that's my boy. I don't boy. Even know if I is that legal. I don't know what you're talking about, it, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid point, actually. Go until they stop it. I'm walking home. Run so until it don't they matter. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two for one specials. Hey, that's what Shots I say. Shots are on. Special. No copy, no stoppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
All right, next up, downtown <laughs> Lube. Because if you're not stopping, you're probably getting hit, and you're going to need your car worked on. So take it all over to downtown Lube. Mark and the boys probably on getting you in and out in the same that? business day. Yeah, because I'm asking him, well, what the hell I need to do, and he's going to lead me uh, in the right direction. That is Mark Edder and the boys at Downtown Lube. If you're not in the area, at least go visit the website, downtownlube.com. One more time, downtownlube.com. Speaking of car wrecks, let's get into this one. Urban Meyer this weekend, I was, again, scrolling Instagram and saw, I don't even remember who put it out there, and it was a video on the Reels portion of Instagram, Mm -hmm. and it shows this dude just getting grinded on. Hard. And I'm like, okay, but I couldn't see the face Mm -hmm. of it, It, but I read the caption, and it was something about Urban Meyer, and I was like, okay, this is clearly a lookalike of Urban Meyer. Like, that's funny. It looks like Urban Meyer. Yeah. He's getting grinded on. I click, I open the reel. I'm like, holy shit. <clears throat> he looks just like Urban Meyer. Yeah. Like, he is identical to Urban Meyer. I didn't think much of it. I thought it was just funny. Then I opened Twitter, and Twitter was going nuts. And I then there were pictures posted. Of him of, with other people? Yeah, of the girl that was doing the grinding. It also, props? Props? Hey, go ahead, Urban. Like, don't cheat on your wife, but like, if you're going to... That girl was hot. <laughs> so, that dude's not um, struggling for a pretty woman. But she like, even, like, oh, you're Ohio State coach. You want us on that? Yeah. But people even found like the pictures that she'd posted on like Snapchat or whatever. And it's like, I don't even know who this guy is. He keeps but flirting, he keeps with, flirting with me. And then there's like, there's no mistaking that is Urban Meyer. With the Ohio State pullover. And that dude was fucking blitzed out of gone, his mind. Like, gone. he knew he was getting grinded on, but he's just like, pfft. None can happen if I wanted it to. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> Two sheets to the wind. I even saw, like, and this would kind of made me wonder where he knew he was probably in, like, a bad situation of, like, if my wife finds out, I'm in big trouble because he had his arm between his legs. And she's probably rubbing on it. In like, a weird And just, weird. like, man, this guy's packing. And then he turned around and like, that's a forearm. <laughs> it's, like, one of those deals where he's like, hey, I'm trying to protect myself here. I'm not necessarily wanting this. I'm not necessarily saying I don't, but, like. Like, I do, but I know I should. Like, that's, I guarantee that's exactly what he's telling his wife. Like, that's why I put my arm there. What, you want me to just shove her away? I was at an event. I had to show face. Of course that's what you're why supposed you, why to Why are do. you so mad? How yeah. I bring money to this family? And, you know, when I, I don't think that's it. No, not at all. <laughs> and I feel bad for his wife and family. Oh, I know. Because that's an awful look. I know. And I, when I originally saw it, I thought this was probably something that happened a long time ago. That's usually the case. Is that you'll find out, like, the pictures will get leaked, the video will get leaked, and then it will come out and be like, oh, this is a situation that happened two years ago. My family and I are already aware of it. We're dealing with it. That's in the past. That is not the case. That Mm -hmm. was this weekend. This dude took that Thursday night game and said, see you, Jacksonville. You freaking suck. I'm going back to Ohio. (laughs) Well, the game was in Cincinnati, so he stayed (laughs) He stayed, and the reason why he issued an apology today, the reason why was to see his grandkids. They went out to a restaurant to eat and do the, like, family stuff, and then homeboy stayed out later. Like, did he stay out by himself? Was his wife, like, on the other side of the room, like, go, baby, go? I think she went home. She doesn't seem to, but that's like, who were you out with that is like, hey, I'm going to let you get grinded up on by this girl. And he even said, like, um, you know, they went to a restaurant. He stayed afterwards. And the people next to him kept trying to get him on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Where is your entourage of people to be like, hey, bud, 
that's not a good look. Maybe don't let this super hot blonde grind up on you because your wife was just with us. <laughs> with your kids and grandkids, mm -hmm. and you're obliterated on a bar stool, not even coherent on pretty much what's going on. At least that's the look in your eyes. Like, that's a, we're taking a picture. I've been there before. I don't know where the camera's at, so I'm looking straight ahead and giving like a. <laughs> oh, you want me to take a picture? That's great. I can't keep my eyes open. Yep. And but like, that I'll was completely it. Urban Meyer. It's yeah. such a bad look. And especially for him to be like, I'll stay out in Ohio, of all places, mm -hmm. that state. With the Ohio State thing on. Mm hmm. I, I'm sure that she quickly discovered who the guy was that was flirting with oh, her. Oh, she posted, like, it was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. And yeah. she's going to have, like, all these other dudes like, that's Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. Grind on me next. It was, uh, she knew what she a, was doing. Such a tough scene for him. And, I mean, you have a wife and grandchildren. You're somebody's that pop That you were pop. with, like, maybe two hours before? Somebody's pop-pop. <laughs> Pop-pop's getting grinded on. That's what he's doing. Oh, man, and his, his grandkids are going to see that video someday. I say some shit sometimes, <laughs> or I'll put something online, and I'm like, oh, my kids are going to read that. Like, what if they did? Most of it, don't really give a shit about. They pretty much know who I am at this point. Yep. I hope that never happens. But you know what? If I were single and that happened, wouldn't even care. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, sorry. Just Yeah, taking care of business. Dad's trying to do his thing. But if like, trying to do <laughs> But for it to come out and like his future, his great, I can't even say future grandchildren, his current grandchildren will see this in the future and be like, that's when you cheated on our grandma. Can you imagine there being Ooh. a video of your grandpa getting grinded on? Well, okay, let's set a boundary <laughs> here. Is this cheating? Oh, I think it is 100%. Damn. You don't? I agree. No, okay. no, I agree. But it's just like, whoo. It's kind of like one of those things where you're just like, people hey, do have different viewed. levels of exactly. Cheating. Like, Some people just think sex is cheating. Oh, well, that's physical. I'm cheating. not that guy. There's emotional cheating. There's <laughs> like, if your mindset is somewhere else while you're in like, Cheating. I, I have run the gamut of been cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> preach, so, brother, preach. Yeah. Can you, I get an amen? If you have to question it, probably cheating. <laughs> if you're considering it, that was too much. And even him coming out in the press conference and being like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. <laughs> no shit. You should have went home with your wife or, you know, with your grandkids. Yeah. But again, now I'm just picturing <laughs> my grandparents that I claim are old and dead. Uh -huh. But I'm picturing my grandpa being grinded on <laughs> by a hot young blonde. As I get older, as a grandson, I'll be like, go ahead, grandpa. Again, single, wouldn't even care. Like, grandpa's yeah. still doing his thing. Like, grandpa still got it. But it's like, mm -hmm. fuck you, man. I really also thought that we might have a health concern this Monday. Oh, we will here in the upcoming weeks. I almost <laughs> guarantee it. Because we've joked about it before. Like, oh, what's mm -hmm. the reasoning? I need to take time to go spend with my family. Well, that was, uh, was that him at Florida? I think at Florida was, I need to take time to step away, spend more time with my wife and kids. That's exactly what this is going to be. And I then, need to focus on my marriage. Mm -hmm. And people are going to be like, hey, we get it. You messed up. You're taking the steps that are needed to go fix this. Go do your thing. And then Jacksonville is going to be like, all right, well, who wants to come be our coach and run this, you know, nice, sexy-looking young offense we got of playmakers? <laughs> Did you see the memes of people – Titling that as Trevor Lawrence, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> like while he was getting grinded on, I saw so many tweets. Like I dove head first into this thing and just started <laughs> doing Google, ser- not Google searches, Twitter searches. And there were so many people that were like, man, Trevor Lawrence really trying to do whatever he can to help the Jaguars out or just so many people. Let's call more play calls, Urban. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was a weird scene. And honestly, I didn't even believe it until like even Sunday morning. It's like, did that really happen? Did I see that? Man. And then for him to come out and apologize, uh, you know, he mentioned in his apology that he apologized to his team and that the coach should never be a distraction. And the guy at the press conference was then like, what about your family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you apologize to them? Such a football guy moves. About, yeah, of course I apologize to the team. And yeah, I guess I talked to my wife too. <laughs> <laughs> like, ask that question. First off, massive set of cojones to that reporter. And then for Urban to be like, damn it. They did ask about my yeah. family. <laughs> I told the PR guy not to have him do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he also had to issue <laughs> had to issue an apology. I mean, how many public like statements does he need to have? Right. We had one within the first two weeks of like, hey, we're gonna get this figured out, mm-hmm. which is very much a college coach well, thing. Well, even to do. back to like the off season workouts. He was running like Oklahoma drill and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, and then to be talking to Vic Fangio and be caught on a mic saying, man, it's like playing Alabama every week. Mm-hmm. No shit, pal. God, they should have done the Jaguars for that hard knocks. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they would have? There's no way he'd still be you there. You would have broken records for that first episode. <laughs> I'd be like, this, these are the behind-the-scenes cuts of him apologizing to the team. Oh. Like, I'm stopping what I'm doing. Oh, you're talking about, like, the in-season stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even the – you're right. God, it would have been gold. That's why every team needs to do it. And, like, you're going to get the Colts and going to be like, yeah, we're losing games and our quarterback has a sprained ankle and so does our left guard. Yeah. Ooh, cool. <laughs> uh, but every team should. Like, no matter what you think the season is going to be, you should have, like, a team come in and document the season. Because just in case. Yeah. Just in case you catch lightning in a bottle and you get a team, like – the Denver Broncos go on to win the Super Bowl or something. Then you have everything well documented. Yep. Every team should do it. Maybe not in the bar situation where Urban Meyer was, but we got that video anyway. <laughs> I cannot believe it, though. I, yeah. I mean, there's no way he comes back next year, right? I think that he is going to do the, I'm going to take time away from my family and time away for my family. I think that it's coming. If you're a player right now for Jacksonville, what are your thoughts? Like, well, hey, we're already not winning. This coach Honestly? Co- seems like he has no idea what he's doing. And our coach is cheating on his wife. I think if I were a player, I would think it was hilarious. Really? Yeah. Like, the fact that he cheated on his wife, I don't want to make light of that. But it is still, it's hilarious to see, like. You probably got some players coming up like, Coach, been there before, man. Yeah. <laughs> or to just catch an older man, what is he, like in his 50s? To be grinding up on somebody like that, it's kind of funny. It really sucks for his family. Maybe this is what brings Jacksonville together. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, coach. Yeah, exactly. Been your there. family, your actual family, might be messed up right now, but you got one. I right mean, here. he's been a mentor for so many, you know, young athletes. Now some of these young athletes are gonna have to be like, coach, this is how I handled my <laughs> cheating scandal. This is what I did. But I tell you, I hope that uh, our guy Urban Meyer is using that mic'd up 20 at manscaped.com because he's definitely going to need it. But that is it for us today. And don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia, as well. If you are in the Joplin area or if you are even remotely close, you can go into Roper, tell them that you heard it on mic'd up. They'll give you $1,000, $1,000, $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride at Roper Kia.